Adams, Adamly, Adamowski, Bueller, Burns, Burns, Burns. It's time for school, Rock School, with your hosts, Dr. Joe Burns. There's a a section where he says, um, I never thought that a kid like me could take his mic around the world and flash the big SD, which I think means San Diego, but I could be wrong. Okay. Uh, Because, you know, I'm so young and hip and with the kids. Class is in. This is the Rock School Radio Show, Tammy Burns, Happy Easter. Happy Easter, yes. Yeah, I know. I, I know. Love you, it. I know your favorite holiday is Halloween, but I think Easter falls a oh, fairly close Easter, second. Yes. Yep. Yes. Plus, now that we have kids, and now they're a little old for you to play dress up with them, but when those kids were young, Aww. when our daughter was three and our son was five, you know, that little tiny suit you put him in. I know. Little tiny colored dresses. Dress up. But, right. Uh, interestingly enough, we have done how many Christmas shows, how many Thanksgiving shows, how many Halloween shows, a lot. blah, blah, blah. We have never on this radio show done an Easter episode. And Is that so what we're doing? That's what we're doing. We're doing an Easter episode. Perfect. Now, people are going to look at the calendar and they're going to go, what are you doing? Well, I, it's really for Palm Sunday because I had other things I wanted to do closer on to Easter. So Palm Sunday, now you you went to church growing up. Uh-huh. What's, what's Palm Sunday? What is that exactly? Uh, it was the beginning of Holy Week. That's right. Uh, why are there palms involved? Because that, that's what they took off the trees to fan uh, Jesus. Jesus when he was riding in on the donkey. There you go. Uh-huh. Uh, according to Christian belief, Jesus rode into Jerusalem where people gave him a hero's welcome during the Jewish Passover celebration. As a matter of fact, a lot of people don't even like to use the word Easter. They use the word Passover. Passover. And it's called Passover because the angel of death passed over. Now, I, I don't want to get into a whole lot Thank of religion goodness. on it, but... You got to turn this into music in some way. Yeah, do it. I'll tell you what stuck in my head. My, uh, the guy I did radio with for, geez, how many years? Brad Christman. Right. Was a huge fan of Grand Funk Railroad. I mean, loved them. Only Billy Joel was larger than them. <laughs> okay. But he really liked the band so much that he started following Mark Farner. Uh-huh. Mark Farner was the guitarist. And of course, Grand Funk Railroad, if you know anything about them, they were just debauchery personified. Right. Bad news. Mark Farner, after the band sort of fell apart or fell out of favor in the 1980s, changed his life. He became a born-again Christian and began putting out the songs that were written for Grand Funk Railroad as Christian songs. Yeah, I remember that. The Grand Funk song, She's Some Kind of Wonderful, Yes, She Is. Every band that plays it just kills it because it's so easy and it's so great. He rewrote it as Jesus is some kind of wonderful. Yeah. So that's what we're going to do that. today. We, we've heard so many times the story of uh, Yusef Islam, Cat Stevens, and the conversion, and everybody knows it. But a lot of rock stars who were heavy into 
have changed their lives. Had to do some repenting, huh? Right. They repented. They became born-again Christians. And I tried to find as many of them that then either re-recorded their songs as uh, Christian equals or started putting out Christian music albums. You got anybody who's going to surprise me? Oh, I'll bet. Really? I'll bet I do. You've seen two of these people in concert. I have. Yes, you have. (laughs) Yes, you have. So we'll start with Mark Farner. Now, he does do the remakes, but that's normally in concert. His first Christian album called Just Another Injustice was all Judgment Day rock songs and such. And so that's what we'll start with. Here's Mark Farner here on Rock School. I, I say fun, but it, I think it's most interesting when you're dealing with somebody who is religious, who has had the rough life beforehand. Yes. I'm good friends with a guy who is a preacher here in town. I do. Uh, I go to the gym with him. Right. And if you hear his previous life, the drugs, the needles. Was he in jail? The horrible. Uh, I don't think he ever went to jail, but the family problems and all that. And then he said there was just a wall that he hit. Boom. And just sort of went, okay, that's enough. He tried to kick and kick and kick, but the moment he said, I yep. decided to do it through my faith, he kicked. And he, he looked at me. He said, I smoked for years and years and years. And I could pick up the cigarettes now. Right. I mean, I could go get a pack oh, and start smoking I, it's, it's, now. It's, if, if I were gone, you'd be smoking I'd right smoke. now. That's right. We have those conversations at night. What would you do if I died? Smoke. Immediately, I could care less about. I could care less about finding another wife. Smoke. Look, if if that's that's what drives me crazy about this guy. He said, "Oh, once I found faith, I never wanted it again." Come on, really? Uh, That's what I want is my preacher. I don't want the preacher standing up there who just got out of seminary and just went to college. Stop it! Yeah, stop. Arthur Killer Kane. Arthur Killer Kane was uh, part of the New York Dolls, and it says here, one night in 1988, he was watching Bill Murray's Christmas movie, Scrooged. And for some reason, he went nuts, because apparently David Johansson pops up in the movie. He goes crazy. He beats his wife. 
He uh, throws the cat up against a wall, jumps out of a third-story window, tries to kill himself, luckily lands on an awning, and survived with minor injuries. While recuperating in the hospital, he gets converted through the Book of Mormon and basically lives his life from that point on. He dies later of leukemia, but he got together with the dolls again and... The power of religion. What still, are you going to do? Did he still go by Killer Kane? Oh, sure. That's a cute name. Once you Arthur get that Killer name, Kane. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, and the one we're going to play. In the late 1990s, Lou Graham, who was the lead singer for what band? Uh, Foreigner. Foreigner. Yeah, Good yeah, for yeah. you. I thought he was dead. He ha- No, no, he survived. I'll tell you what. You want to talk about somebody that walked up and rapped on death's door. No, Anybody really? Anybody home? Anybody home? And death did not open the door. It was inside doing the dishes, apparently. He had a benign brain tumor, and in a weird irony, the the first effect that the brain tumor gave him was double vision. Oh, no. I would like to tell you I'm joking, but that's it. Oh, no. I bet, and, I bet he never wanted to sing that song again, huh? Interestingly enough, he does. He has turned to a Christian music after he quit Foreigner. Uh, when fans see his show, they get a bizarre mix of Foreigner and Christian rock music. Hits. Oh, that's that's awesome. Yep, and so I have for you the Lou Graham band, Baptized by Fire. Sounds like this on Rockstar. All the things I cannot see When no one is watching me I caught sight of heaven And the street of gold celebrate Palm Sunday, celebrate Easter, talking about rock stars that turned to God, but not, I mean, I don't know, do you want to talk about Yusef Islam? We've done that one a hundred times. Yeah, you mentioned it a couple of times. Right. You, you know what? I should have played, the next guy I'm going to play, I should have played him first. Yeah, what is it? It's Rick Derringer, but let me talk about a couple other people here. Dave Mustaine, the guy who plays guitar, he was with Metallica and Megadeth. Yes. He is a born-again Christian. And his his again, it's one of those wonderful backstories. I'm sure the debauchery. I'm sure the drug use. I'm sure the what have you. He said he got tired of touring. He got tired of his fellow bandmates and generally was down on his life. As he told one interviewer, I was looking up at a cross and he said, I said six simple words. What have I got to lose? Good and for it has him. right, and it has ruled his life since. Oh, good for him, Brian Head Welch. I think just about everybody who is a a rock fan knows this story. He was part of the metal group Corn. Uh, I mean, he he landed at number twenty six on Guitar World's one hundred greatest metal guitarists of all time. And yeah. I mean, Guitar World is no joke. If you end up on that, all is good. Says here he finds God. He was baptized in the River Jordan. If you have the money, Sweet. You go and do those kind of things. Um, he is doing work through 
his Christianity. He has quit corn. He has written a book called, uh, called Save Me From Myself, How I Found God. Quit corn, kick drugs, and live to tell my story. I have not read it yet. However, it sounds like a pretty good little tome to spend some time Wait, tell with. Wait, me, tell me the name of the book again. Save Me From Myself, How I Found God, Quit Corn, Kick Drugs, and Live to Tell My Story. Oh, I want to read that. Okay, it's by Brian Head Welsh. I guarantee it won't be hard to find. Now, you remember we started the show by saying Mark Farner yeah. would go out on tour and he would re-sing songs that you know were originally from his band yes. and then change them to Christian words? I actually have one of those songs. Rick Derringer, if you remember, he was, I mean, I don't know how to say it. He's one of the earliest hired guns on guitar. He was unbelievable. You know the song by the McCoys, Hang On Sloopy, Sloopy, Hang On? I do know that song. That's Rick Rick Derringer. Then he gets picked up by Johnny Winter's band. He launches a solo career. He He is really good. You know the song, Eat It? by Weird Al Yankovic, yeah. where there's a fake Eddie Van Halen guitar yes, solo. Yes, I do. That's Rick Derringer. Really? Oh, he's that good. He has found God and has re-recorded his songs. You know the song he did called Rock and Roll Hoochie Coo? I do know that song. Yeah, the lyrics are <sighs> dirty. I'm not sure how to put it any different. Well, he's re-recorded it. He cleaned it up, huh? Re-recorded it. It's When you hear it, it's the same song. The oh, music is the same. Okay. It's called Read the Word... Live it too. Rick Derringer on Rock School. The Bible sounds an ancient exhibit Just to see if it's love and give it Don't let your flesh inhibit Revisit verses from my man James Who invokes change Chapter 1 to reckless and there's no game Time is near Don't let it go one and out the other ear Act on what you hear Put your faith in gear True love casts out all fear So yo, why are you here? I blew stop shop when it first took home It was an awesome night at the old church hall was an old-time preacher, he was laying it down But that voice and you know I can't forget that sound Read the word, live it too We all blunder, sometimes we fear that we're sinking And we're about to slip under God's spirit to rock you like thunder Hope you get He keeps me high all the time, hope you all are too Come on, little closer and he'll do it for you
to the first break, let me give you a few that we're not going to play. And remember I told you you have seen a few of these bands? Yes, tell me who I, I saw. I shall tell you toward the end of it. P.O.D. You know the song P.O.D. is real famous for? Boom! Here comes the boom! Ready or not? Yeah. Here comes the yeah, boys from the, the fo- south. They play it at uh, the football games. NFL. Oh, yeah. Saints yeah. play it all the time because it says, here comes the boys from the south. Yeah. Interestingly enough, P.O.D. stands for Payable on Death, (gasps) which is representative of Christ and their belief in the fact that he paid it on death. Really? Right. So when you listen to it, interestingly enough, I played that song, boom, here comes the boom, on the show, and somebody said to me, you know that curses? And I said, there's no way this song curses. There's a, a section where he says, um, I never thought that a kid like me could take this mic around the world and flash the big SD, which I think means San Diego, but I could be wrong. Because, okay. uh, you know, I'm so young and hip and with the kids. But he says big SD. Well, you know what people thought he said, big A. Oh. And I said, no, he doesn't. Look up the lyrics before you yell at me. Uh, Evanescence, Ben Moody, the co-founder and main songwriter of Evanescence, was originally part of a Christian group before he got into it. As a matter of fact, early Evanescence albums sold more inside of Christian bookstores than they did beforehand. Yeah, it's it's heavily influenced. And the thing is, Amy Lee, who is the lead singer, got kind of upset saying, we're not Christian, we're not Christian. I guess trying to keep a street cred... But the thing is, I really don't think rock stars care all that much. P.O.D., people listen to that and bang their head. Hey, every, whoever's got the money, buy the record, man. Yeah, I, I hate to turn it into something that simplistic, <laughs> but you know what? If I write a song and it sells in Christian bookstores, that money's green. That's right. <laughs> I got it no trouble. It spins just like anything else. And the one you have seen, Alice Cooper. Alice Cooper. What do you mean, Alice Cooper? Alice Cooper. It says here he has been a Christian for years. Cooper is, quote, reluctant to take on the mantle of celebrity born-again Christian, telling Hard Music Magazine, look, being a Christian, someone of faith, is something you just progress in. You learn. You go to your Bible studies. You pray. It's real easy to focus on Alice Cooper and not on Christ. Look, I'm a rock singer. I consider myself low on the totem pole of acknowledgement Christians, so I don't look for answers from me. Man, do I appreciate that. How about that? As we celebrate Palm Sunday and Easter here in Rock School. Hey, pick up your piece of paper there if you would stop trying to download the Brian Head Welch book. KPVL in Decorah, Iowa. Rockstar, get us on Facebook, search Rock School Radio Show and like us. You really like us. Back in a minute here on Rock School. Play one to the bottom of the hour. Did you know Lenny Kravitz 
is secretly writing Christian themes into rock music a whole lot like you two. No, you know, still, never heard that. Still haven't found what I'm looking for. I have spoke with the tongue of angels and all of that. Well, that's yeah. a great rock song. That's a Christian song. Yep. There's no two ways about it. Lenny Kravitz, you know the song, Are You Gonna Go My Way? Are You Gonna Go My Way? Yes. That's Christ speaking. What? Yeah, that's he says it right here. Lenny Kravitz's song, Are You Gonna Go My Way, is about Jesus. It has nothing to do, because I know what people think. Oh, man, he's got some chick. And he, Are you gonna go my way? No. Sorry. What's, what's American Woman talking about? I think that's not written by Lenny Kravitz. That, <laughs> really? No. that's You didn't know American Woman was oh, a remake? No, yeah, yeah, it is a remake. You're right. Yeah, that's by the Guess Who. Yeah. I have no idea about the Guess Who. I truly don't. Johnny Cash, When the Man Comes Around. Yeah, knew that. Says here, Cash made his way into the Nika Jack Cave. I think that's how you say it. N-I-C-K-A. J-A-C-K, Nika Jack Cave on the Tennessee River just north of Chattanooga. He was whacked out completely. Uh, I don't know that he ever got into needles, but Cash was known for popping pills from a Tic Tac bag. I mean, he just threw them in. He said he crawled into the cave for nearly three hours, then the flashlight batteries wore out. He said he laid down in the total darkness. The absolute lack of light was appropriate for at that moment. I was as far from God as I could ever have been. Quote, my separation from him, capital H, the deepest and most ravaging of the various kinds of loneliness I'd ever felt, I finally seemed complete because I accepted. So there you have it. Now, Johnny Cash obviously sang gospel songs with June Carter and things like that. But if you listen to the recordings later on with Rick Rubin, Mm -hmm. because the story goes that Rick Rubin found poor Johnny Cash sitting on his couch and he walked into his house and said, you are Johnny effing Cash. Yes. Get up. And started recording new music with him, which is where Hurt by Nine Inch Nails came from. But he also did extremely religious-based songs, and it's because of his faith. And so, Johnny Cash, when the man comes around, and if you listen, you will hear a verse from Revelation. When you Is it Revelation or Revelations? You tell you know? me. I you don't tell know. St. John the Baptist wrote it. We should ask him. We'll, uh, we'll be back after we play Johnny Cash when the man comes around on Rock School. And I heard, as it were, the noise of thunder. One of the four beasts sang... Come and see. And I saw, and behold, a white horse. There's a man going round taking names, and he decides who to free and who to blame. Everybody won't be treated all the same. There'll be a golden ladder reaching down When the man comes around The hairs on your arm will stand up In measured hundredweight and penny pound When the man comes around set on him was death and hell followed with him 
Johnny Cash here on Rock School, and Tammy looked it up. It is Revelation. No S. The Revelation. So all of the stories within it are seen as just the one. Cat Stevens, we know about him. We've had that story multiple times. Al Green was at the height of being a R&B star, and I'm sure had every one of the things you think would be afforded to him, afforded to him. He goes home with a, a woman, and in 1974, his, quote, girlfriend pours boiling grits on him yes. during a fight. grits will change you from sinner to saint in a moment. And I'm then, telling you, man. Yeah, and then kills herself with a gun. Ooh. And that moved him Goodness. over. Uh, so which is why he's called the Reverend Tom Green, because he is indeed a reverend, ladies and gentlemen. By the way, I just called him Tom Green. It's Al Green, Tom, Joe. Tom Green's the comedian. Yep. Or Bob Dylan and Little Richards. If you don't know those stories, those are also great as well. Bottom of the hour, I'm Joe Burns. You I are? I am Tammy Burns. How about these? Let's do seven days, 70 seconds. Oh, these dear. are the rock and roll dates, March 19th all the way through March 25. Go ahead, Tammy. You got Monday. Go. March 19th, Andrew Wood, lead singer of Mother Love Bone, dies of a heroin overdose. Members of the band go on to form Earl Jam. March 20, 1993, two children are killed in an Irish Republican Army bombing in Warrington, England, inspiring the Cranberries song, Zombie. March 21st, 1952, Cleveland stakes a claim on rock history when the Moondog Coronation Ball is held at the Cleveland Arena. Yep. Organized by the WJWDJ Allen Free. Moondoggy. Ooh, it's widely considered the first rock concert. I have a poster from that concert. I bought it directly from the woman who found her grandfather's rock and roll it's memorabilia. It, it's nothing but real, ladies my and gentlemen. My. Everybody goes into my office where I've got all these records. I probably have 500 records in my office, yeah. framed and all that kind of stuff. And they're like, these must be worth a whole lot. Nope. It's, nah. that, it's that poster over there that you never put your eyes on. Don't tell them. March 22nd, 1978, a Beatle parody titled The Ruttles, All You Need Is Cash, airs on ABC. And March 23rd, 1985, Billy Joel marries the uptown girl, Christy Brinkley. Uh, March 24th, 1986, the Rolling Stones released their album Dirty Work in red plastic to hide the word dirty, thinking it might help them avoid the tipper sticker. March 25th, 2007, Elton John sets the record for most performances at Madison Square Garden when he performs there for the 60th time on his 60th birthday. Go, Elton, go. Okay, now you probably know about uh, MC Hammer having a religious bent. He had a hit with the song, That's Why We Pray. Yeah. Pray, that's why we pray. And in that, I remember, was Evander Holyfield, right. the boxer. Right. That's. I always find that interesting when a boxer or a football player is a religious man. Because I, I get the Why? feeling he comes out, prays for you, and then beats the crud <laughs> out of you. Anyway, Hammer really didn't fully embrace his Christianity until after his hits had faded out. Obviously, You Can't Touch This was his biggest one. He created an album called Family Affair, which was supposed to be his pro-family, heavily spiritual hip-hop opus. The problem is, even his own label, Oaktown Records, said, look, you can't do this. This isn't a rock and roll record. This isn't a hip-hop record. This right? isn't what have you. Here's the fun part. A thousand of them were printed before Oaktown Records said, no, thank you. And it's become sort of a lost record. And if you want to buy one, oh, they, like that. they come up every so often. But there's really only a thousand of them floating around in the world. And nice. so I shall play for you a song by Hammer for this hour Hammer, celebration. Hammer, don't hurt him. Oh, don't hurt him, Hammer. Uh, this is our celebration of Palm Sunday and Easter here on Rock School. Oh.
is another story. The way you put it down on your woman dropping flurries. You hit her with them lefts and rights and lefts. You beat her down so bad till your woman seeing death. The kids in the house just cry. They get on their knees and pray to God that daddy dies. But daddy don't die, he keeps hitting. Beating on his wife every day, he gives a whipping. Mama just screaming, yell, stop. Coming into the second break, I got a trivia question for you, my oh. dear. Who is generally recognized as the most successful Christian music artist? Remember I told you we saw two of these people, one being Alice Cooper. Who is generally seen as the most successful Christian music artist? We have seen him. Oh, it's a him. It's a him. Because I, you I've, thought I, it was I, that I, woman who sings with the high notes. And no, all I've of that. seen Amy Grant in concert also. Oh, have you? And okay. I, I thought... 
maybe that would be her. No. 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 Um, Michael who? W. Smith. Yes. We did see him. Yes. I loved him for a long time. 15 million records, 14 Dove Awards. That's sort of the That's equal right. to the Grammys. Yeah. 15 gold albums, 21 number one singles. Yeah. He's done some stuff with Amy, with, uh, Amy Grant as well. I think everyone has. She she would sing with just about anybody there yep. for a while. Uh, da, 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 da. I would talk to you about the Dove Awards. Qu- uh, trivia question again. Music was first mentioned how early in the Old Testament? In what book? Probably Genesis. Yeah. yeah all the way in the beginning. Genesis 4, 2021. A-D-A-H. Adah? Ada? Ada gave birth to Jabal, who was the father of those who live in tents and raise his brother's name to Jabul. He was the father of all who played stringed instruments and pipes. So... Early in the Bible, we were rocking on guitars. Rock and roll, man. That's right. He was playing it behind his head. The whole thing had a strap on it. Instrumental music was used to worship God in the Old Testament. 1 Chronicles 15, 16, when the Ark of the Covenant was delivered to the tabernacle, King David commanded the chiefs of the Levites to appoint their brothers singers and should play loudly on musical instruments. Yes, indeed. So there. Uh, I'll give you one more. Generally believed that William Booth was the first person to use religious music to attract people to the church, according to uh, .org. Booth was the founder of the Salvation Army, which was a smart move. Look, you you want a place to sleep tonight? You want a meal? Follow us. We'll give it to you. Yeah. But you got to sit here and sing songs and listen to you, a service first. You got to listen first. to a sermon first. Right. That's right. And you know what? I'm just going to sit in the back and sleep. You do that enough times, he's going to start getting to you. That's that's right. <laughs> Go ahead. Who else is listening to us here on Rock School? Oh, my goodness. WMCE in Erie, PA. Superb. Got to take a break. Back in a minute on Rock School. Coming out of the break, there is really no way that anyone can hold this title with agreement across the board, but who do you believe generally created the idea of popular gospel music? Hmm? Of popular gospel music. Like- right, because there has always been tent music, you know, tent revival music right. and, and things like that but this person is generally given the okay oh i i it's a it's a group and i can't think of the guy's name oh right. actually no it's an author tell me reverend thomas dorsey uh, that the, wasn't who i was going to say he's the author of take my hand precious lord mm-hmm. and it says he's the first one to sort of combine secular blues music into what people now proclaim as gospel yeah i think that's taking it back even further than, than oh I, than you would than have I, gone yeah than okay. i realized yep now, because i was thinking about you know the gaithers 
Oh, the Gaithers okay, I understand. have had a huge influence in gospel music That's for what, true. 60, 70 years, something You're right. like that. Who is generally the father of Christian music? Now, this is the stuff. When you say Christian music, you're talking Christian rock. You're talking... Tell me. This stuff and blah, blah, blah. This guy, his name is Larry Norman, generally considered the father of Christian rock, which marries Christian text with secular rock and roll. That's, this comes from the New York Times. Some of his most beloved songs include Why Don't You Look Into Jesus and Knocking on Heaven's Door, which is a knock, rewrite, knock, obviously. It's not that, door. but it's, it's nope. a rewrite of it. Okay. The one that started him, the one that made everyone look at him, was called Why Should the Devil Have All the Good Music? <laughs> right? Which to me sounds about uh, two steps away from Drop Kick Me Jesus Through the Goalposts of Life. Oh, yeah. Which is a real song, by the way. But we're not going to play it. We're going to play this one from Larry Norman. Why Should the Devil Have All the Good Music? Yes, indeed. I don't know. Here you go. It's Larry on Rock School. I want the people to know. That he saved my soul But I still like to listen to the radio They say rock and roll is wrong We'll give you one more chance I say I feel so good I gotta get up and dance I know what's right I know what's wrong I don't confuse it All I'm really trying to say Is why should the devil have all the good music And I feel good every day Because Cut my hair, they're driving me insane I threw it out long to make room for my brain But sometimes people don't understand What's a good boy doing in a rock and roll band There's nothing wrong with playing blues break here on rock school celebrating passover celebrating easter first time we've done it in almost 11 years of shows congratulations a few people we didn't get around to wanda jackson was a rockabilly singer in the 1950s and decided that's enough of that she had a huge hit called let's have a party when she was singing rockabilly right she also would sing with a growl it's interesting if you can get a hold of Wanda Jackson's Let's Have a Party and you can find it on YouTube. It's always sung like this, you know, nice and hard I think I in the know back who of you're the throat. Yeah, 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 yeah. She now releases albums, Country Gospel and Closer to Jesus are her two gospel albums. Uh, Nico McBrain, the drummer for Iron Maiden since 1982, still tours with the band and says he's constantly trying to convert the other oh, members I'm in sure. the band. Dan Spitz was the lead guitarist for Anthrax before Finding God. He said, I just lost the love of playing that type of music and turned his life over. So there you have it. That's um, it? You're not going to You're not gonna mention, uh, oh gosh, it was that the uh, rock Christian band. What, that looked like Bumblebees? Yes, it Striper. was that. Striper. See, but the thing is, the reason I didn't is because everybody knows Striper. No, they don't. Really? No, we're, we're getting past that generation. Is you that should, true? Yes. Okay. Well. And there was there was the other dude, uh, arms wide open. Creed? Yes! It, uh, now, look, I get it. People looked at Creed and went, that's a Christian rock band. Until the lead singer, do you, you know his Scott, name? What, Scott uh, Stape? Scott is a stap. I think it's Stap. But yeah, and then he got nailed. He was drunk as anything or high as anything on TV. Is he still... 
Is he is he doing Christian music? I, I don't know what he's doing now, but he had a huge Christian background okay. and had been doing Christian music uh, for years. And that's why when that group came out with that song, I mean, yeah. everyone just took it that that was a Christian song. And by the way, it's not arms wide open. It's arms wide open. Oh, that's pretty good. Thank you very much. Ooh, nice. We mentioned you too. We mentioned Lenny Kravitz, Evanescence, P.O.D., Kings of Leon. Uh, Kings of Leon uh, will probably end up, unless you want me to play Striper. You want me to play Striper? No. Would you rather I played Striper? No. Just Kings look, of... I have seen Striper live. I know you and have. And yes, they threw Bibles. Really? They did those little those little uh, New Testament Bibles. Sweet. Fling. Yeah, and people were going after them. And I'm, I'm sitting there watching this thinking to myself, you know, you probably have one of those in your house already. But it's G- not a stri- the, the Gideons put it there. You yeah, know that, it's right? It's not a striper Bible. But uh, I didn't get one. I, I didn't go hard enough to go try and get a striper Bible. You should have thrown someone on the ground and taken theirs. <laughs> Kings of Leon, although they're on a secular label, uh, their background are as sons of United Pentecostal Church preachers. So you hear a lot of songs about redemption. It can't help but seep into the brain. And that Ooh, wraps I, it up. Want, I can't wait to hear it. So you may play Kings of Leon or striper? Kings of Leon. If we have time, I'll throw a Striper song on the end of it. So that'll do it. I'm Joe Burns. I'm Tammy Burns. Happy Easter, my dear. Happy Redemption Day, man. Thank you. Today is your Redemption Day? Excellent. I don't know. I was just adding that in. Back in a minute. No, we're done. What do you mean? Stop that. Class is dismissed. Someone like